Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. And let's just get right into it. All right, Jim, so uh, so what happened this week for you, you know? It's been kind of uh, one of those roller coaster weeks in terms of weather, you know? That's um, true. Yeah, we, 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 we are still behind an episode because of the weather, but that's what the beginning of summer is, you know? And then the end of summer ends up being hurricane season. <laughs> that's right that's right i think uh it's we're we're expecting rain this weekend a little bit too i think on saturday yeah, I think or something. Yeah. yeah yeah actually um i went out this week to um like go to my mailbox and i've walked past some and I, we spoke about this on the podcast before but i walked past some either hornets or yellow jackets or wasps one of those you know, the black bodied ones, long legs. Right, right. And right, I wasp. started right, I started looking around and I saw the start of a nest right above my garage door. And oh. then I saw another weird shape. Next time you're over, I'll have to show you. Um I had some I had some already near my door, and but there were a bunch by my neighbor. It looks like it looks like a like about this big and it's like brown and it and it's got like um it looks almost like a tunnel and it looks like it looks like it could be a nest as well but it's definitely yeah, it's not a wasp. okay it's a wasp okay 100%. so we, then we had two types we had that one like a mud based one and then the one that looks like a flower you know like the the OG one with all the little holes um, right if people have that issue you spoke about they wouldn't want to look at that one <laughs> right so i <laughs> saw them yeah something like that and and I was like, I got to get these down. Like, I can't go get my mail. So, <laughs> so. You guys missed last episode. Jim is deathly afraid of insects. Mm -hmm. We talked about phobias last episode. Mm -hmm. And we found out that Jim hates insects. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, these nests are out of the way, you know. And one of them actually might be a beehive, if it sounds like what he's talking about. Could be. And that's actually a good thing and probably should not be destroyed. Wasps, not so much, but the beehive probably should be kept. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to show you next time you're over. Um, so yeah, I quickly googled like best way, and because here's the thing, I wasn't sure. I'm pretty sure they were either in there or around the vicinity, right? It wasn't, oh, it wasn't, right? It wasn't like they weren't anywhere to be seen. Right. Because uh -huh. they flew by, which made me look to look for them. So, you right. know, uh, and they said, use hairspray to like sticky their wings so they can't fly good. And then you then you knock down the the nest and you run away. And by the time the hairspray wears off, you know, you're fine. The, the other option was to use water. So I had yeah, ne neither I of water. Like, neither like, of uh... these were really an option. <laughs> you don't have hairspray lying around in your house. When this you is, do your hair, this is you natural, know? Steve. This is natural. Oh, natural. Natural. Natural so, comb over. That's right. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get bed hair today. That's what my that's what my my work got this morning when we had the video for work. They're like, huh? And I was like, yeah, I woke up like this. <laughs> I had a I had a job interview and I almost forgot about it, and I literally just put on a dress shirt and i stayed in in like you know gym shorts under at the bottom <laughs> true covid interview style 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you just prayed that they wouldn't test you to stand up. That's right. I, I almost, I was almost thinking, it's like, if I was an interviewer these days, I would be like, stand up and do a turn or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, but I think that might come off wrong. Like they're trying to check me out, you know, Ooh, which also could be true depending on the job. <laughs> I don't know what it's you, yeah. what you're moonlighting as. I don't know. <laughs> a go-go dancer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have been professional about it and been like, how prepared are you for work? And you could have been like very prepared and you, they could have said like, are you even wearing pants to something that's pants is optional, but I'm, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I did interview recently as well. And I did wear the full outfit, but I wore what? that. You wore pants? I wore the suit pants with the dress shirt. The suit pants? Did you, you wore dress shoes too? Yeah. I wore everything. Oh my goodness. Because, because it gets you into the mindset. Like you feel like I'm in an interview, you know, uh, if I'm wearing my, my gym shorts, you know, I'm just going to feel like I'm home chilling, you know, I was, I was literally, so it was 1145 on a Saturday, on a Friday, on a Friday. And I was off of work and I was like, oh, let me go get some Taco Bell. And I get to like the second light. And I'm like, oh my God. My interview was at 12. <laughs> so I quickly turned, just turned around right around. Out. Yeah. And just ran into my room, grabbed a dress shirt, turned on the computer. And I was like, what is this job even about? Oh, <laughs> did you, did you make it in time? Yeah. Yeah. I made it in time. I was there early. And the whole time while I was like, just hanging out in the zoom meeting by myself, uh, I was just looking up the job and cause I had no right. idea what it was. Right. 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 Like everybody. Yeah. Wait, so so you you took the day off to do the interview. No, no, I took the I was gonna take the day off anyways, and then it just oh, happened to work. That's probably why then. If you were gonna take it off anyway, you probably were in the mindset of vacation day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I just laid in bed till eleven and then, you know, got up and you know, got got semi dressed and like washed up and stuff and then went and was like, you know what, let's go to Taco Bell. Right. So yeah. But wow. I didn't didn't even didn't even shower for the interview. It was just just have to like. Yeah, they can't they can't really tell. No, no, no. Yeah, and, yeah. Luckily, they can't smell through. The... Mm -hmm. <laughs> how did it, how did it go too? Did did they like you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It was uh, it was funny because it was a, a laboratory, um, job, and it was supposed to um do tests on uh immun like immunizations for um you know influenza type type of diseases and so you have to test it on mice you have to test oh, no. the you have to give the mice influenza and, and stuff like that and they could die and they could die so it was funny <laughs> because they were like we 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 were playing this weird dance because they were like how comfortable are you working with animals? I was like, oh, I love animals. Like, uh -huh. I, I'm totally good with working uh -huh. with animals. Like, and literally the girl told the other, there was like two interviewers. The girl told the other guys, like, should we tell him? Wait, like, on the interview they were saying this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, well, you know, we're going to be giving the mice like influenza and we don't know what the results are going to be. So, you know, 
how comfortable are you with like that aspect of animals? <laughs> I was like, I could tell that he doesn't want to say, how comfortable are you killing animals? I know. Injecting and at the same them. time, I'm going through my head. It's like, this is what he's asking me. I can't just tell him I'm totally cool killing animals. Yeah. Cause then you sound like a sociopath. You, uh -huh. <laughs> you gotta be like, so how, how fluey is this flu? <laughs> are we talking covid or are we talking like seasonal what's what's yeah, the, yeah. what's their survival rate here i mean they were testing coronavirus on it and you know vaccinations for it uh, among other things but yeah also since you're working with so many influenza like streams like covid and other stuff you had to be gowned up and like had a respirator and stuff like that to, to work. Cause wait, so we're know. talking like resident evil style. Resident you go, evil you go style. in and they're like suit up. We can't yeah, let this yeah. disease out. Now what's even shadier is this place is in the middle of nowhere. Okay. It is just in like Literally. a lake town in a forest. That's how the movie starts. I know. Right. I was like, uh, Am I going to to? What is it? Know? Raccoon City. What was the name of that city? Yeah, that yeah Raccoon City. Raccoon yeah, City. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie left an impression on me. Did it? Is it a good one or a bad one? It was a. It I thought. I thought it was sci-fi. Like, oh, underground laboratories testing dangerous drugs on like animals and people. And then I was like, wait, we really do that in the world. And then that was yeah. like, that's what hit me. I was like, people have deadly viruses which they test knowingly yeah that's yes. what left a mark on me yeah yeah well i already knew that and so that's why the resident evil stuff seems so believable because you just never know never you know, know. Oh, you're testing something all of a sudden a strain goes goes mm -hmm. you know gets out of control and you you just get a hole in your suit and that's it now you're a zombie Mm -hmm. and you'll be patient zero is that know. still a theory right now the covid lab leak is that still a theory I'm, I'm not keeping up with them i don't know what's i mean yeah but what's it called coronaviruses are typically they come from like bats and and animals like that like uh kind of like rodents or you know small mammals up in in asia and stuff um so that's where they think the coronavirus came was from was from there, from just, you know, um, bats and other things being consumed and somehow transferring to humans because it just mutated. I think they so, have uh, tests. But, I, I don't know if this is true, but I think they have tests for diseases that are only in animals and we somehow make it transferable to humans to see like, oh, if this were to go to a human, can we cure it? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how... We try to we try to be one step ahead of the diseases. Yeah, yeah. Because we know already, based on previous evidence, that that can happen. You know. Yeah. I think I think AIDS originally came from animals. Yeah, I think then, they said it was from monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, and then got transferred to humans. You know, things like that. And so you try to stay one step ahead. So yeah, you go ahead and you take a coronavirus from a bat and you try to make it, you know, see how it would affect humans and. You know, you obviously try to take safety measures into account, but who knows if that is how it actually started. That you know, you know, somebody didn't take the right safety measures into account, and uh, you know, coronavirus broke out. I'm World pandemic. I'm wondering <laughs> if there's ever been a disease that's killed off a species, like straight up. Oh, 100 percent. 
that I know is 100%. In, in the animal kingdom, that happens yeah. a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like a mass extinction of some sort. And so that's kind of why, um, you know, this, this is one of the reasons scientists believe that, like, you, we have, um, you know, sexual reproduction is because if, if you're just doing it asexually, which is more efficient, Oh, you just, know, right, right. Like, split but you cells. end up just, cl- yeah, you end up just cloning yourself. And then if a disease comes and affects one person, it'll affect everyone because there's no genomic diversity. Oh, that's right. That's interesting. Cause like, I was thinking about that for like, some of the animals have been around forever, like dinosaurs and sharks and those things. But I guess I really don't know. Some species could have been completely wiped out along the way from some sort of a virus or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it happens a lot. Um I don't know if we have any evidence. I'm not sure of any yeah. modern day evidence of stuff. Um but 100% I think there have been um oh. You know what's a lot of modern day evidence of that? What's plants. That? Plants. There's a lot of plant diseases that happen. Um Oh, now that, that you're saying it, I think I do remember. Yeah, like crops and stuff have been affected by super they called them like super viruses or something they're resistant to the spray they put on them yeah yeah exactly well not only that if it have you know because we plant just the same species the same plant over and over species over and over again that's kind of the same thing and then it ends up you can just kill off an entire you know fruit just like that by by having a disease and spreading you know that's crazy yeah i wonder if they're ever going to do something like that with people i didn't even say the first part of my sentence so now that doesn't make any sense yeah i, I, like, I meant, <laughs> I meant with, the, with the with the plants i know there's they save seeds of all different types you know in case something mm-hmm. like that happens right seed bank yeah right, seed in bank. Case the world goes to hell i'm wondering if know. they'll do that with since they mapped our our genes now you could almost do that for people right what do you mean? Like you can map, you know how we, we map people's DNA? Uh-huh. Like we can just store everyone's DNA and then like if well, if people start going extinct, you just make some people. I don't know. They'll get what? there. They'll get there. <laughs> you're, you're crossing an ethical line here. <laughs> I knew as you were saying it, I was like, ooh, this will be interesting to see how, how far Jim's ethics go. <laughs> well, we already we already do it. We already freeze, you know, male and female, um, you know, reproductive stuff um, on purpose. And so, you know, right. it it could get to a point where people can't reproduce anymore, like in movies or in that game we were playing Battle Tanks. There's only only a few women can reproduce. And that's why you fight over the queens. They're called queen lords. <laughs> um, and I think there's a bunch of movies that copied that game because that game's old. Right. But, but anyway, like if that ever happens and our species can't reproduce, we'd still have the ability to make people who could reproduce because they'd be like the old us. That's right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, technically you can, you can freeze eggs. You can freeze, you know, um, you can freeze um, sperm. Um, but yeah. So, and then you could just put it and make test tube babies like that. Yeah. You couldn't, you, you could just make any, any sort of human, but there's, um, there's like ethical things there. No, I think, uh, you know, 
people, I don't know if people have to give consent to use their, their stuff. I think or... so. I think so. But I think, yeah. I think what I was getting at is not, not current state where we don't have to, but like future world, if like something happened, like we had a bad war or something or disease that like got rid of most of humanity, that might have to be an option. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. Just, uh, you know what? We need to repopulate the world. Let's, uh, let's just pop out. Let's, let's just go grab the bank of, uh, you know, this, as, as we're saying this, it, you know? it's you reminding me it. of those dystopian, <laughs> those dystopian books, like 1984, not 19, is 1984 the one? Yeah. We're like, imagine if, imagine if, uh, you know, everybody had to give part of them to like the the bank of DNA or like the bank of like population. And then in the future, they're like, oh, I want to make a person. Let's take like a person from the 2000s and a person from the 2500s and we'll make <laughs> one. That Yeah, that'd be interesting. Why would you want the old ones? I bet you the new ones are way smarter. <laughs> well, well they, they may have they may have lost or gained, you know, traits you wanted. You know, uh, like I true. think, I think, uh, like Gattaca least, style where you, that's right. You get to pick and choose what traits you want. Well, you could like pick and choose. You're kind of like picking and choosing the bread to a sandwich you're going to make, you know, <laughs> the base, the foundation. The you're, 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 you're picking the, the meat and cheese inside. Well, you don't know what's going to happen, which traits are going to like, you know, be recessive and which aren't, but at that point in time, you should know what's going to mix together because if you're just going to start artificially making humans at that point you pretty much know what you're going to make well um, well some of them things like like height for example you know if if your parents have three kids and they're all boys they're not going to all be the same height that'll vary right. you know what i mean so that's what i'm saying it's like there'll be variations but maybe our generation is taller or maybe our generation is like whatever and you and you want something from that generation right right yeah crazy that would be that would be crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 worried. I, I wonder if that'll happen in our lifetime. No, this, no. Um, like I said, something bad has to happen for that to be okay. I don't know. They already did it in some countries. For that to be okay, for you to be like, yes, oh, okay. let's start okay. making people that way. That's not <laughs> accepted right now. Uh, um. Yeah, I guess we could just get into the topic. Sure. What do you got for us today? I have a topic that will really help you, Jim. Awesome. I I have a topic that um you know, you you can really learn from. And this is these are ways that you can make people dislike you immediately. Ooh, okay. I need help with this. <laughs> this is this is definitely my weak suit here. <laughs> so I have a list here of okay. of things people can people do. Oh. And it's funny because like the way it's phrased is like if you want to make people dislike you on purpose, this is what you do. Okay. But I think the the motive behind the list is if you recognize something within this list, you're probably doing something wrong. Ooh. And that's probably why you know, some you you might not be as liked as as you would like, pun intended. Ha! Huh. <laughs> so there's this is the list of the don'ts. The don'ts, yeah. And then I'll do a list of the do's. Sure. So how to improve yourself okay. to make people like you more. Okay. Okay. 
I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, now, my go- now I feel like I feel like you might already know. Not not the dislikes, but maybe the likes because oh, yeah, sure. Jim has this work quote unquote work gym hmm. that he turns on that you know he's like oh it's like a different person everyone likes work gym everyone does like work gym <laughs> we even had one of my coworkers on the call on the podcast even say right. they enjoyed working with work gym that's right <laughs> so even if i like ever, work gym if you ever work together jim would you do work gym with me or would you do real gym that's a tough one that's tough because <laughs> i think i'd have to do work gym because wow, because i know i wouldn't want to but because i work it's hard with, for you to turn on i think it's hard what for me I? to turn off at work because so many people are involved in emails and so many people are involved in your conversations that you almost have to monitor everything you say. It's almost right. like you have to be a different person. So yeah, I'd probably be work gym. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, today there was um, what's it called? One of my bosses uh, yesterday or something. Um, just, just, Caught, caught me talking to people and she said oh am i late to the party you know in mm-hmm. like a very you know snarky way uh-huh. and i was like oh i wish like i said i was like i wish i was partying you know <laughs> and just to like just like pass it off because i knew what she was trying to do you know she was trying to uh... <laughs> that is not work steve appropriate <laughs> behavior i don't know I don't have a work Steve and a real Steve. It's always real Steve. Well, that's because you uh, are born not, in April. It's, so you're not a Gemini like I am. Oh, you don't have the ability. That's right. You don't have the ability to split it down the middle. Interesting. I didn't know you were into horoscopes. Only when Maybe we'll have to do a horoscope reading. Only when they're true. <laughs> they're like fortune cookies. I believe in them every time they're accurate. <laughs> I don't know. They're so broad. All the I think you could read anybody's and they'd be accurate. You know, like, oh wow, really? Then 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 count I me am in. I'm looking to make a big change in my life because everyone's looking to change mm-hmm. their life. Then count me in. <laughs> can you can you can you read my horoscope for today, for Gemini? Okay. For Gemini, let's see. Yeah, tell let's me what, what my horoscope is. Let's see if I, if horoscope I feel horoscope today. And what's your sign? What are you, Pisces? I'm, I'm an Aries. Aries. Yeah. Aries is a good Today, one. I think. Free daily horoscope. You are. Where Where are you? Why can't I find Gemini? Okay, let's open that. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Okay, you are your own top priority right now. Hmm. It's critical for you. I don't want astrology.com to send me notifications. Thank you, Block. It's Wait, make critical. sure you make sure you read Aries right after this so I could see which one yeah. I prefer. Okay. You are your own top priority right now. It's critical for you to invest energy into building a new sense of identity mm. and independence during your birthday season. Today's first quarter mood in decisive Virgo highlights important changes needed needing to be embraced around your home environment and family connections. Which familial bonds nurture you and which ones bind you to the past? So exactly. saying you have to you have to work on yourself. I think that that's pretty good that's for pretty, you. That's pretty good. What, what what's what's Aries? Let me see if what my other choice is here. Okay, let's go back. 
because it just like is Aries the lion? What's your symbol for Aries? The ram. Oh, the ram. That's right. I don't know yeah. if lion is a symbol. <laughs> this is so. This is it's funny because I was literally going to say this in my like week for today. So it's okay. funny. That it two out of two. You've been on the go nonstop lately. Aries. <laughs> it's been important for you to stay engaged and explore new opportunities in all of all you're running around. Yet today's skies work to help you course correct and narrow in on a clearer path forward. That's so, so interesting because by you reading this, you're now narrowing in. <laughs> that's right. It's like, you know what? It's right. So they're both that's right. Okay. So yes, I'm happy with the uh, astrology readings for today. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say in my, in my today's week's thing that uh, maybe we should make it a daily thing. <laughs> read the, read the, we could but well, yeah i was gonna be like oh you know with all these like covid restrictions it, it feels like my life before covid has started again which is just non-stop go 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 steve that's literally what it was before covid and it took a big long break and it was very relaxing and now it's back to go 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 steve so, <laughs> you know go go gadget go that's go, right go, steve. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Okay. So I'm yeah. feeling good about it. What were you, Oh no. Oh, that's right. We're going to the, uh, do's and don'ts at work. That's right. Not, not at work. Just do's and don'ts. Oh, do's and don'ts. <laughs> Got it. Okay. 13 things you're doing that make people dislike you immediately. Okay. Okay. Right. So you tell me if you're doing this. Okay. Go ahead. Number one, I know a few people that do this sharing too many photos on Facebook. I think lucky for me, I'm a personal guy when it comes to that stuff. So no, not that. You're not, you don't post too many pictures? No, though I do, I do think I know the type of person you're talking about because they are the same people that litter my feed. And it's just every thought that crosses their mind has a picture. They could be literally in a drive-thru at Wendy's and they're like, hey. Did you, did you notice that Wendy's has a bigger straw than Burger King? <laughs> Hashtag facts. And you're just like, what? The, the people that do it for me, it's even worse because the pictures are not good. They're always blurry. It's like they just took something real quick and then just posted it without even a second thought. And they literally sometimes apologize. I know the picture's blurry, but this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're like why are you doing this what are you doing it's like they're, it's like on their phone the camera button has like a post directly to facebook option that, oh maybe boom <laughs> okay i think we're both clear of this one yeah so uh a 2013 study found that posting too many pictures on facebook can hurt your real life relationships it says that you're, it's because your friends don't like seeing lots of pictures of your relatives and your relatives don't like seeing lots of pictures of your friends. I guess they don't feel included. So hmm. people just people just don't. Yeah. Okay. Just, FOMO. Just, FOMO. If you're posting too many pictures of yourself or just pictures in general on Facebook, you know, most people don't like you. Whatever <laughs> happened to whatever happened to FOMO and YOLO? What were those like two years worth, two years long and they're gone now already? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they turned into songs or whatever, and then at that point, people were like, "Okay, now it's gone too far." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the the premise behind it is just always believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I guess on a similar note, having too many or too few Facebook friends also 
hurts okay. makes people like you. Yeah. Mid-2008 study, Michigan State University researchers asked college students to look at fictional Facebook profiles and decide how much they liked the profile's owners. And they said the sweet spot for likability was about 300 friends. That's just so interesting that they just showed them random Facebook profiles. And well, they also showed college kids. Many, all, the only thing that was different on them was the amount of friends. And it's just so interesting that it well, would they be. Sh they oh. showed them to college kids. That's true. That's and true. That's what college kids care about. I mean, when we were in college, it was the same thing as us. I wanted more friends on Facebook. Did you? I didn't yeah. care. You didn't care? Dude, that was big. When we went to class yeah, and you met someone. At the beginning, you would just like friend everyone. Yeah, you You'd friended like, oh, everyone. Cool. Yeah. Friend everyone I know from my old high school. I didn't even really talk to that person. No, but we'll friend, friend them. them. All. Yeah. You know, now it's like remove. remove. <laughs> the it's calling. All, too, much, too, much, too much stuff on my uh, on my Facebook wall on my feed that I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Disclosing something extremely personal early on in a relationship. Hmm. That's another thing I think both of us don't do, but I, I have been at the mercy of that before. So I completely understand. Yeah. But why I did had, you, why did that not make, I met make someone at work and work gym is very PC and good. I met right. someone at work. It was actually at, at my old job. First time meeting the person. It was like a one-on-one. -on -one, so I, I didn't actually video them, but it was on the phone. And I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm part of this group. I just want to let you know my sister passed away. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I, like, I had nothing to say. I was like, I'm so sorry. But then, like, it went from me just really wanting to know what they do at work and how I could work with them to now me, like, consoling this person. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. You're about to reprimand them and they're like, well, I can't. Can't yell at him now. His sister just died. <laughs> so yeah, I could definitely see that being a turn off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've also been on the receiving end of this. I think it just makes people uncomfortable. Like yeah. and, and and you know, sharing personal information is a way to build relationships, one hundred percent. But it's gotta be a right time for it. And I've I know I've had it as well where you know, it's people that I haven't even met in real life, and they share with me, you know, very, very personal stories, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that you just told me that, you know, like, right. you know, I feel honored that that you that you did, but, um, you know, I can't, I like, I can't just relate to it at that point, you know, you're like, oh, don't know what to say. So I think that's actually. <laughs> a phenomenon that everyone goes through. I, I honestly think everybody goes through that because if you talk to somebody, just ask anybody, you know, our listeners, you know, we could ask you too, you know, you ever feel like somebody said, you know, I really open up to you, somebody, and everybody can probably have that feeling. And it's in those exact moments where something is shared too early and you don't slap them down. Right. You listen to them and then they feel good about it. And then they tell you like, wow, thanks for listening. Right. So I think that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, you're like, I can, I, I view you as a, the thing is, is that I think you need to build your view of a person mm -hmm. prior to that, because if you do it too early, 
then that's part of like the how you view that person. You know, it's right. it, it's almost like you're it's built in at this point. So it's better to know someone person like really personably, and then you share something important. Yeah. Okay. All right, number four. <laughs> Asking someone questions without talking about yourself at all. This is interesting. Hmm. That's definitely a work gym technique. I didn't know that was a turnoff. It, people seem to love that. I got to be honest. So People like to talk about themselves. They yes. really do. And, and the best way to avoid tough conversations at work is to redirect it towards them. You know, so... <laughs> Ask me a question. Ask me a question that would be tough at work to answer. I'll redirect it. Oh, what were you doing from four o'clock to five o'clock? I saw you just loitering around the hall. That's hard for me to relate because I work from home. Nothing. <laughs> you're, you're you're playing the thing off. <laughs> That's a hard one. I can't even imagine that. All right. All right. Uh, Jim, where's where's this report? It was due like three days ago. Right, right. That's a common one, right? Yeah. And and then you could just say something like, "So this report was originally asked for by another group, right?" First this off, what's going on? Another group under the bus. <laughs> what's first off? What's going on with that group? Do you have any info on them? And immediately they're like, "Yeah, that group, that group's a dumpster fire." And you're like, "I know." Have you heard about so-and-so in that group or what they just did? And next thing you know, the meeting's over and they forgot they asked you for the report. <laughs> so in typical Jim fashion, in case you guys don't know, typical. Uh, Jim is all about throwing people under the bus right here. <laughs> Work you Jim can see a, there's a bus coming and he'll just trip as many people as he can. So that way he can get in front. It used to be a thing. He used to say it all the time. If I was being chased, I would trip you, Steve. So that way you would get eaten by the monster and then I'll make my getaway. And you're looking like, what kind of friend would just openly admit that? An honest friend, Steve. An honest friend. That's, that's basically him telling you early on, Steve, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to throw you under the bus if it benefits me. How do you know that's not work slash friend Jim? Hybrid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I, I thought, I thought that people love talking about themselves. I, I, what do you, what do you think about that? So I also think that people like to talk about themselves, but I think what it's trying to get at, and I can, I can read it, but I'm going to assume, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read it, but I, I assume that it's because if people share with you something, they expect you to also share. Oh, that's right. And We're so, talking about a new person here. No, just in general. So, like, if if you're just going to keep asking me questions about, like, my life, I know nothing about yours. And so, like, it, it I end up sharing more to you. You might like me more. <laughs> oh, I see. But since I know nothing of yours, I, I don't, like, I can't relate to you. So if you just keep asking questions, yeah, people like to talk about themselves. But if they want to get to know you... There's you just asking questions over and over again doesn't let doesn't make them learn like learn anything about you. Hmm. So it needs to be a give and take. You need to answer questions. You need to ask questions. 
Yeah. Is what I, is what I'm guessing is gonna say. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yep, yeah, 2013 study by um found an important caveat to the idea that self-disclosure predicts closeness. It has to be mutual. There you go. People generally like you less if you don't reciprocate when they disclose something intimate. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, Although shy or socially anxious people may ask questions of the other to detract attention from themselves, our research shows that this is not a good strategy for relationship initiation. Both participants in an interaction need to disclose yeah, to generate see, mutual closeness. But it said relationship initiation. That's what I was getting at. If it's a new person, you shouldn't do it. Right. An existing right. person, I would kind of see that as okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, number five. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of like Facebook stuff. Posting a close-up profile picture. If just just LinkedIn skip the post- just skip the Facebook ones. These are just like silly what? ones. Silly. There's literally, there's literally like, like a, um, like a Caltech study over here that has exact measurements. Yeah. That you need to have your profile picture in. Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys. All right. Okay. Just that faces photographed from just one and a half feet away are considered less trustworthy, attractive, and competent than faces that are photographed four and a half feet away. Okay. So don't, don't have a Facebook profile picture that's one and a half feet so like right there right so you're right saying you're saying if i'm like this if i'm like this i i look unattractive and you guys can't see but if you join our twitch or watch our youtube you'll see my face wait so <laughs> if i'm like this i look more tra- unattractive and untrustworthy you're telling me that normal people didn't know that if your face takes up the whole picture frame and it's just your face <laughs> That that's not normal. People didn't know that. I guess not. <laughs> Come on, you've seen people whose pictures are like you know, like this or something. Like you know, they're just you know, really close up, really close up pictures. You've seen those profiles. Okay, sure. So yeah, guys, keep keep your face away. All right. Oh, ooh, this one's a good, interesting one. Number six, hiding your emotions. Any comments there, Jim? That's just the thing? Well, research suggests that letting your real feelings come through is a better strategy for getting people to like you than bottling it all up. No, definitely not. Definitely not. In a 2016 study, uh, University of Oregon researchers videotaped people watching two movie scenes. Okay. The the fake orgasm part of the movie of When Harry Met Sally and a sad scene from The Champ. In some cases, the actors were instructed to react naturally. In another, they were instructed to suppress their emotions. College students who watched the four versions of the videos, researchers measured how much interest the students expressed in befriending the people in the videos. And I guess the people who showed their emotions, people wanted to meet more. Look, I'm just going to go out and say that this was somebody's equivalent of like PE class. That was not a real scientific study. You literally said, I want people to sit there and be emotionless. And then I want those people over there to sit there and enjoy a movie. And you said, who do you want to hang out with? That has nothing to do with meeting new people. That is a garbage study and I reject it. You reject it? I reject it. University of Oregon. Let's see where this study came from. I reject, I reject the premise of the study. 
from PubMed. It's pretty good. I don't doubt. I don't. Pretty, I don't, I don't it's a doubt. Pretty, pretty respectable journal, right there. I don't. There. I don't doubt the results. Just like I wouldn't doubt that if you put a cookie in front of a rat, it would eat the cookie. Like I don't doubt yeah. it. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't lead to the conclusion that they had. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious. It says that. Results show that people who suppressed were judged less likable. Uh, um, but people who were extroverted and more agreeable and like expressed their emotions more, people like liked naturally. Yes, but put that into the context of meeting someone, which is what this is supposed to be, right? <laughs> talking to people. And when you're right, talking right, to right, people, right. Yeah. if the option is to have no emotion and to deadpan, or to have some emotion. Obviously, people don't want deadpan, but that wasn't what it what I what I was saying is that you said you should tr show your true emotions. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't be emotional, but you should be, you know, PC emotional. You should be cordially emotional. You know, when somebody says something that upsets you, you shouldn't curse them off. What they're saying here is that oh yes, the people who show their true feelings are more likable. No, they're not. I don't think I said true feelings. I don't think I said true emotions. What'd you say? I just said I just said people who suppress their emotions. Yeah. So it's just basically like you said, people who are deadpan and emotionless are less likable. So you have to you have to show emotion in what you're saying. You know. It doesn't it, it, it just means that you, you need to be like passionate about what you're talking about. Like if if something is if you're talking about something that's passionate to you, you know, you, you have to, you know, you have to express sadness in what you're talking about. If, you know, not necessarily cry, but, you know, there's, there's an obvious way to talk when you say something sad, you know, mm -hmm. but don't just deadpan robot. And I, I've known people who just like speak like a robot. And yes, those people are when, less like when they first meet someone. Yeah. It's, yeah. Especially when they first meet someone, there's a lot of people like that, that are, you have like social anxiety and they are too worried about how they'll come across. So they'll, they'll just like Ooh, be monotone. Yes. I get you. Just, I get you. I get yeah. You. So, so you have, you I have get, to, I get like, where you're coming from now. I'm, I'm yes. picking up what you're putting down. You're picking up finally what I'm putting down. Yes. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> feel emotional about this list being garbage, but I still <laughs> understand now. Oh, this one's interesting. This one, please interesting. don't I, make it about Facebook. Um. Okay, then I guess I'll skip. No, I'm just kidding. No, it says act, acting too nice. It says it makes logical sense that the nicer and more altruistic you seem, the more people like you. But some signs suggest otherwise. I'm hating this survey. <laughs> this is again. Of course, you're going to be extra nice to people you meet, but you're not going to be nice to the point where you're insulting them. You know. Well, I think it's just it depends on how truly you're being nice. So I just I just like quickly glanced at what the study is saying. And it's basically if people picked up that you're being quote unquote fake nice, hmm. you know, they don't like you as much because you're being fake. You're not being real. How can they tell? You you can tell sometimes when people are being fake nice. What if that's their normal you personality? Know, you know, there's a fake laugh. You know, somebody, you say a joke that's really not that funny. You go, ha, 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 
I'm laughing, but these eyes are emotionless. <laughs> what if what if you're so skilled that your fake nice is your true personality? This is this is where this is where Jim's like work Jim comes in. He's like, work Jim's so nice. And then he's Jim, throughout this whole list. Jim, the reason Jim's upset about this list is this whole list is saying to Jim <laughs> Don't that do work, Jim. work Jim is not as likable as he thinks it is. <laughs> I, I know. But the, the evidence is the other way. Because everybody, and you know what's so crazy? Here's the craziest yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, you're knowing, you're, you're getting your evidence yeah. of people like work Jim from people that act like work themselves. Who are showing their own like work themselves of being nice? Like, yeah, I love Jim. I love Jim. You know, he's great in the he's office. <laughs> I'm saying it's kind of crazy because um, not this year, but at my last job, we had we had our annual review, and I was telling my mom this because I just found it so hilarious. I got this big bonus at work that they give like on top of whatever you're getting, essentially like an award that gets given. And the award was like, you're already laughing. The award no, I, I, had, I was like, oh let me skip a, a okay. bunch of these. Yeah. The but award that really funny. I want to end on that. Yeah. The award that was given to me was most personable. And I was able to connect people who had trouble working together. And that oh, wow. And so they, they were like, out of all the people here, Jim works with the tough personalities the tough cookies and he gets work done through them so he must be really likable and nice and i told my mom and my mom was just like where are you working willy wonka's chocolate factory like what's going on over there who thinks you're nice i was like i don't know mom i just got a nice a nice way of speaking to people like have they met you <laughs> I mean, that's how she said it, and it's gone to the point where like even even like you and some of my other friends you know you know how i get i'm absolutely not usually like that but you've never you've never had to work with me so you've never seen this side that's right that's right yeah i think if i worked with you i'd call you out you would, like, you would. all right turn off turn off work jim i'll be second. like Who's work, Jim, Steve? This is this go lucky guy's me. Me all the time. <laughs> He's big smile. <laughs> yeah, I was at work um, this week. I met this guy, uh, smart guy, and I have I have to work with him. But I gotta I gotta get him. So sometimes sometimes I realize what what I actually do at work. It's just silly. <laughs> What I got to do is I got to get him to realize he needs to do something different for his job, like at his job. Uh -huh. But I need to do like inception. I have to make him think he came up with the idea to do it. Okay. Because if I tell him. Like, oh, you mean, you mean like this? He's like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Like Inception oh, okay. style, where he tells me, I have a really great idea. What if I changed all these things and made it this way? And that way is what I want. And it's weird because now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why Work Gym exists. Because you need to almost get into their mind to plant the seed. 
And to sounds do- like Workgen is just a big manipulator. His little puppet master over here, just puppet mastering his little minions. <laughs> it's called relationship building, Steve, and communication. Well, networking. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's where he was born from. He was born out of necessity. I guess so. You have to deal with the. I mean, you know, it really anything. reminds me of Inception in that exact sense because I literally had it this week where I remember thinking to myself, if I tell him what he's doing is wrong, he will immediately get defensive and not want to change it. And right. I, I also cannot tell his boss because his boss is going to tell, tell me whatever this guy wants we're going to do. So I can't go over his head and I can't tell him. So I have to get him to realize it on his own accord. So they got to be buddy, buddy at that level. And like, it's just, right. oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, you didn't like do any work. You really didn't do anything. Huh. Contemplating life now. <laughs> All right. So I wanted, there, there's a few others on the list, but I want to get into the things that I'm, that you can do to make people like you more. Yeah, good. Um, and, but I just wanted to end on one that I just just made me laugh. And it's uh, this is number 12. Having a hard to pronounce name. Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. Multi-name. Multilingual name. You know, first name, last name. There's a reason why I you people call me Jim. It's because James is too hard for them. Believe it or not. <laughs> James is like, oh, there's so many Jameses I can't remember. Just like Chris and Christine and all these people. So I had to be like, oh, okay, I'm Jim, because now you can remember my name. And that's it. It, and even that is hard. So I can't imagine if you got. I wish I had it. I wish I had like a way to change, like shorten my name. It's only Steve or Steven. That's it. Yeah. And so. I was in a meeting once with two other Stevens. Oh. Now there's there's three Stevens, and there's only two ways to say Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the lowest of the grunts over there. Oh. So I, of course, they got one got Steven, one got Steve, and then I got my whole name. <laughs> so you didn't name. even get the last name only. No, 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 no. That would be that would have been hilarious. It was just you, have you ever had that? Like when you go to work. And you type someone's email in, it goes last name, first name. And when, yeah. when we join our meetings, it goes last name, first name. And half the time, people will just call me, or not usually not me, because you could tell like James is a first name, but like a lot of people will, will get the last name first and they'll be like, oh, sorry, my real name is the other one. Like, oh, okay. Right. If there was an S at the, at the end of it, like Stevens, oh, that's, that's, right. a, that's a common last name. So that's yeah, right. I could see that. I've been like, oh, Stevens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just calling multiple steves or the guy whose last name is stevens <laughs> yeah so i encourage you guys to change your name at work actually pro tip for those of you guys working at the office there is a way to do that even in outlook you can have it come up as a different name so when they type in your address oh. yeah it, it'll auto switch i think um what was the one that ibm uses What's the email that they Lotus Notes? Lotus Notes also lets you do that. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into things you can do to make people like you. Number one, copy the person you're with. This strategy is called mirroring and involves subtly mimicking another person's behavior. 
When talking to someone, try copying their body language, gestures, and facial expressions. So this 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 is funny because like these are all things I I kind of do when you're trying to like make. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Jim is trying. He's not saying anything, and he's just trying to mimic me. <laughs> no, did, that did made you, me upset. Did you, did you no, like that, me? Was, that was like making fun of mimicking. <laughs> You're not supposed to mimic the exact thing that they're doing. You're just supposed to be like, you know, if somebody crosses their arms, you know, to talk, like you also cross your arms to talk. And for some reason, for some reason, like subconsciously, that is a is is a way to connect with people. Hmm. I feel like our connection is getting stronger now. Sure can. <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, that's not a good one. That's number three. Nah, that's not a good one. Either. Okay, this one. Number four. Try to display positive emotions. It's called emotional contagion. It sounds sounds icky. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing. You're supposed to smile. Happens, yeah, describes what happens when people are strongly influenced by the moods of other people. So you are in a better mood if other people around you are in a good mood and you can tell in a workplace, if someone's in a bad mood, pretty much the aura in the entire office mm. is down, you know, and just everyone is, gets aggravated at that point. But if people are in a good, happy mood, playful mood, like all, you know, spirits are up. So always try to remain in good spirits. If you want to, you know, be more likable. Don't, don't be like, an angry sounds, person. It sounds like work gym to a T. Yeah. He, he never has a bad day. Never has a bad day. Wow. Jim never has a bad day. <laughs> All right. Number six. And this is kind of what we touched upon. It says, reveal your flaws from time to time. So we said that at the beginning, not to divulge anything too personal, but it's good to seem more personable later on as you're forming a relationship with people, you know says, according to the pratfall effect, people will like you more after you make a mistake, but only if they believe you are a competent person. Revealing that you true. aren't perfect makes you more relatable true. and vulnerable toward the people around you. I do that all the time. This is, I'm so glad we did this side of the list because this is work gym to a T. I do this almost every time there's an issue across any work I do, where if there's an issue, and let's say it was your fault, I don't say... Hey, it looks like we have an issue on the project. Steve, you forgot to fill in the thing. I say, oh, it looks like I forgot to remind you, Steve, to fill in the thing. And then you usually say, oh, it's okay, Jim. You don't got to remind me. I, I actually should have filled it in. And they like me for saying it that way. That's right. That's even right. though I'm kind of like this guy. He can't even do his job. Can't fill in one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're falling on the sword have you ever met someone who like doubled down on it instead where double down say, where where you say oh i'm sorry for not reminding you like yeah why didn't you remind me to do that i have it was a confrontational person and you have to be very careful um the way you handle it is actually you 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 go again so like let's say i said that to you and you said yeah, Jim, you, you actually should have reminded me. How am I going to remember? And then I double down and say, 
That's a really good point. Maybe what we'll do is you and me can set up time to go over the things you need to do. That way I make sure we get them done. Like I double down on the being nice and you can't, <laughs> you can't beat the niceness. Uh, there's, wow, yeah. Work gym over here. I want to meet this guy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exist. <laughs> Jim in real life never admits he's wrong. I know. I know. This is the never, funniest thing. Never. I, I'm the guy when we hang out that when and, and let's be let's be realistic. I'm I'm somewhat intelligent. So at some point you'll point out that I'm wrong and I will agree mentally. Hey, Steve mentioned I'm wrong. Maybe he's actually right. I think I am wrong. But I will never admit that. I will die on that sword being wrong you know you know how the expression is you know you fall on your sword for other people like you you know you'll admit you're wrong no no jim is willing to just put body after body <laughs> on that sword before he falls on it <laughs> i actually do have a pre-work gym story it's actually uh -huh. two seconds it's not really a story um okay. i was at work this was a while back um one of my older jobs before i created what is now work gym persona of work gym. Yeah. yeah um i was just myself and myself was low tolerance for like mistakes low tolerance for stupidity you know like i expected people to carry their weight and right. what you got to realize at work is not everybody gets paid the same and not everybody has the same job and so you may be the same level as someone but you may be making more money than them and that's because they're expected to make more mistakes, you know, whatever the case is. Um, but, you know, I was younger. I didn't know all this stuff. And I got my review and I remember getting like, I think a three, whatever the middle of the bar was out of whatever, five. And my boss said, you did a great job this year, but the way you did it was bad. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you helped us achieve all of our goals, but there, there's a saying you left a uh, you left a string of dead bodies behind you, oh, like, like you literally went through people to get it to happen. And so what I took away from that was like, people care more about how you seem to work than how you actually work. And it's sad to say, there are some companies that care about your performance strictly, uh, but that's very rare. They would rather you do things the right way and not achieve it. And so that's where work gym came from and everything. It's like, okay, if, 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 if hitting the goals, isn't as important anymore and making people happy is important, then that's what we're going to do. I think it's just because most of work, you know, deals with other people yeah. and you, <laughs> you can't just like have your work like done well. And then, have demoralized people in the, right. in the like exhaust of whatever that just happened. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, all right. Number seven here, emphasize shared values. According to a classic study by Theodore Newcomb, people are more attracted to those who are similar to them. This is known as the similarity attraction effect. In this, uh, do I need to go through that? Nah. Yeah. So basically, it's just saying that if you if you want to be more likable, then you should emphasize things that you have in common with someone else. Like, oh, you like that? I like that. You know, mm, that's smart. Thing. 
Does work gym do that too? I feel like everybody does that in their day to day. Like I, I don't, true. I don't walk around and tell people things that I know they don't like that I like, you know, like we had, we had at work a thing where you had to put up uh, a little blurb about you, you know, and um, people put their favorite music. And uh-huh. one of the women asked me, she's like, uh, she said, Jim, what do you like from, from my profile here? You know, at work, like what, what stood out? And I was like, Oh, you have a very like, you know, interesting taste in music, you know? And, and she's like, Oh yeah, we have anything in common. I was like, no, nah, I feel like we have very different tastes, but I like the stuff you picked because I knew that as soon, if I said anything I like to listen to, she would immediately feel like my coworker would feel like, Oh, well, we're not related in music. How are we related in work? You know, that's right. That's right. We're totally different people. We're I never going to work together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's to a degree you find things. So usually when you, people ask about your interests, my go-to to become more likable is say something very broad mm-hmm. and then gauge from their response where you can find shared, you know, shared interests in, you right, know, right. If, if they say, if they, you know, if you say, Oh, like, you know, I really like music and they're like, Oh, like what what type of music you like and you know you just you just say something like that's like you know you could say like pop or rock and they'll be like oh that's cool like i i like this artist have you ever heard of them you know and then you say oh yeah i love them too you know and then like that's how you you tease it down you know um yeah so just make it very broad and then you know you don't have to lie right right you can still say things that you do but you obviously everyone i think is a little bit of everything and so you'll find shared interests with people yeah we're almost out of time but i just want to say one last one display sense of humor okay Hmm. this is steve's go-to right here sense of humor is is what makes me so likable guys (laughs) i don't know how i put up with this because my humor has won him over years ago. <laughs> I, I wake up to nightmares of your laugh. Just, ah, right, right. And I wake up, oh, my God. Is that a dream? Sure. You know what? I might give you an alarm clock with just my laugh. That would be alarm. so funny. That would be so funny. That's your go-to now when you meet people is just make them laugh or you laugh? Yeah, that's all how it always is. Is, um, yeah, I always, I always try to make people laugh. I feel, you know, if you make if you can make people laugh, you know, you're already like making a good impression mm-hmm. on people, right? Yeah, they they already if you, it, they they already feel like more personable towards you because you you touched them at at a, at a level that made them feel an emotion other than you know a good emotion, not a bad one. You know? Right, right, right. No, don't don't touch people at, at an emotional level and make them angry right. or depressed. <laughs> Not good. But hap, happier laugh or, or make them laugh or something like that. That's a good emotion. Rush of serotonin in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all the time we have, guys. Um, thanks for joining us. If you guys liked us, you'll find us on uh, any of the podcast channels. We're Creativity Level Zero on Facebook. On Instagram, we're creativity underscore level underscore zero, the number. And we've been doing um, Twitch lives of our stream. And, uh, yeah, you can just join us. Uh, it would be cool to, to have you guys come in and ask us any questions. And maybe you'll 
you'll be you'll show up on the on the show you know we'll be able to answer something um but yeah it would be really cool um thanks guys bye